Hi, it's Michael Anthony. I'm riding my bike over to Cunningham Park. They have a bike trail, a mountain bike trail, that I've been wanting to check out. This ride should be about seven miles, which, you know, takes under an hour. Not super far, not super close either. Even though I miss the way Manhattan can take you from neighborhood to neighborhood, you do get a neighborhood feel in Queens as well. Oh, I think I just missed my entrance to the park. I'm gonna just go back a little bit and I think that I might be here. Looks like it. Sure enough, here we are. Cunningham Park. And this is the Cunningham Park bike trail. Looks like it'll be a really fun ride for my fat tire bike. So let's go. This is my first visit to this park. <laughs> I mean, not my first visit to this park, but to this part of the park. It's beautiful out here. Ah, okay. Here are people jogging. So we're back into civilization. This is such a nice park. really quiet even with the joggers just birds <laughs> I hear you I wanted to talk about the recent cyber attack on JBS the world's largest meat uh, meat processor the world's largest meat processor halted its operations in the United States Canada and Australia over the past couple of days. I suspect the whole food industry, right now they can't wait to blame our insatiable appetite for meat, which is nutritionally driven, I'll, I'll remind you. And there's a good reason that we crave meat so much. It's because it's what keeps us the most alive. It's the healthiest food for humans. But uh, getting back to JBS, which is based in Brazil, uh, they had, I don't know much about the cyber attack itself, but in fact, this is, you know, this information is going to get old quick. So I'm going to focus on the problem, the real problem, the overarching problem here, which is centralized food production. It is the centralization of food production that has led to the crippling of, I mean, there are a couple of layers to this, right? There's the cyber layer where everything now has to be digitized, uh, you know, a, a smart everything. Everything is so smart. If it's so smart, why is it hackable, right? So that's problem number one. But problem number two, which might actually be the bigger problem, is the, uh, I mean, look, <laughs> that, that cyber stuff, all of that is part of the centralization, of course. But add to that, the before all of that, there was too much centralization of meat processing. Big companies benefit from regulation, extreme regulation, that limits the capacity of meat providers to find meat processors. And basically, it's all unnecessary. It's, oh wow, I just saw a mother robin feeding a baby robin. And that's sweet. <laughs> of course, makes me think about my mom 
but uh, and I, I really miss her. I'm gonna go the other way so I don't disturb them anymore. As I was saying, it's the uh, centralization that is the deeper problem. We need to focus on supporting independent ranchers and farmers and getting our food from them as directly as possible. I've been getting a lot of my beef from Crowd Cow, which is a great way of connecting uh, consumers, I never loved that word, but consumers with, with farmers and ranchers. And I'll admit, I've been slacking on that a bit. I've been going, I live by a mall now, so I've, and a couple of stores, and I like exploring, so I wanted to see what meats were around my new neighborhood. But I have to start ordering from, because all this meat in my neighborhood, it's still not local. <laughs> Most of it comes from all over the country, all over the world. Even if I get the grass fed, I, you know, I feel good about that in a way, but that's usually from even farther away, like New Zealand. Hey, I wound up back at the beginning here by accident, but I'm just riding around back and forth. Now, do I think that this whole uh, cyber attack is a conspiracy? Uh, no. I mean, yeah, I guess the cyber attackers did conspire, but uh, do I think that everyone was in cahoots? No. No, I think there was a real cyber attack, but <laughs> make no mistake, the powers that be cannot wait to use this as an example of why we need to rely more on other sources of protein, alternative proteins, crickets, and uh, lab-grown or cultured meat. It's crazy. The whole problem is that animals have been taken off the land. You know, humans have paved over the land, uh, taken cows off of the grass, and then we turn around and pay top dollar for grass-fed beef when there's all this grass around us while we're mowing our lawns. <laughs> we should be feeding cows and fertilizing the land naturally instead of relying on a bunch of chemicals and, oh my goodness. All the solutions that these industries are offering rely on just more... These are industries, so it's industrialized. Mostly processed food from factories. So that's what you can expect from insects. You can expect them to try to make it more palatable by uh, challenging you to enjoy a, you know, a cricket bar or a, you know, a grub smoothie. I don't know exactly what they're going to try, but I suspect it'll be something like that. You know, already you hear these cutesy little reports saying, <laughs> I ate of this and I ate of that. They try to make it really cute. Almost nothing ticks me off more than something trying to be cute when it ain't cute. But it really is alarming that the world's largest meat processor... We had problems last year with meat processors and that was another time and they tried to start to float around ideas of alternative proteins and, and the bugs and all that stuff. We have to eat the cicadas or whatever. It's just an ongoing cycle of just testing out, seeing how far they can push us into these new directions that they want because it's profitable for them. It's not about saving the planet. And that's what's so disturbing about it is they are using 
our good intentions, the fact that most people want to do the right thing, they are preying upon that instinct, that kindness in our hearts, that, that life drive that makes us want to perpetuate life. I mean, that's what life does. It tries to perpetuate itself. And we're being tricked and domesticated beyond all belief. Domesticated, well-trained little humans. Never thought I'd see it, but across the globe, that's what we are. But I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I think that as long as we know what's best for us and we stand by that, no matter what, we're going to have our meat. We might have to fight for it. Now, how hard or how literally we have to fight, that's up to them. I just want to be left alone, but they don't want to leave me alone. So now they've made it my problem, and now I have to respond. So the ball is in your court, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, all you schmucks. If you're not going to leave us alone, then we're going to have to resist. It's as simple as that, because you're not going to take our burgers away. You're just not. So, um, yeah. Every now and then I just have to remind those guys, you know, eh, that they are schmucks, number one. And number two, uh, they uh, can't do anything to stop us because it's just a few of them. And they made sure of that. So they are far outnumbered. All right. I just had to rant a bit because uh, <laughs> I am concerned about I mean, I look, today, Bloomberg, for what it's worth, has reported that JBS is starting to get back online. Looks like they're going to be back online and things are not going to get any worse for now, I guess. We just have to keep an eye on the future of meat and our access to it. It's getting out of hand how every little blip in their system, big government and big industries created this factory farming, uh, processed food, all this stuff. Uh, but the factory farming is where that's the real problem here. Everything from the monocropping, growing grain. Now, corn is extremely expensive, and we're feeding that to cows when they should be eating the grass that I've been riding on today. There are beautiful lawns in front of me right now. These beautiful lawns should have cows on them and goats and uh, all kinds of ruminant animals that can turn that grass into amazing nutrition that can't be beat and on top of that helps to restore the soil. But as usual, any solution that isn't profitable enough for them is just tossed out. A any natural, <laughs> I mean, GMO seeds are being pushed harder than ever, and I thought that we were trying to get away from things like that. This is margarine all over again. I was listening to another podcast recently, and they brought up margarine, how it used to be marketed as superior, this artificial butter that is made of vegetable oil, and now it's going back. We're realizing that butter is the healthier thing, the, the better, the superior product from nature. Nature's processes are too complex for humans to just mimic and duplicate the nutrition sources that we rely on for our vitality. 
and it's not something to mess around with. When you mess around with this stuff, it leads to chronic disease and death. And that's what we're seeing everywhere. That's even what we're seeing with the virus. Because for what it's worth, people would be a lot less concerned if they were healthier to begin with instead of eating a free Krispy Kreme donut and getting even sicker. It's stupid. There's no acknowledgement of real health anymore. And I'm concerned that there's no acknowledgement of this little uh, blip in the meat supply, so I thought it was important to talk about it. Um, I don't know whether you heard about it, and it might just fly under the radar. And, you know, in a way that's good news, because that means that the meat supply is in good enough shape that no one noticed. But at the same time, it's something to look out for because this is the over-centralization that's giving us problems to begin with. And the factory farming that is torturing animals unnecessarily and destroying the planet. I am against factory farming. I will eat factory farmed meat because those animals have already been killed and I wouldn't want their death to be a waste and it's still good nutrition but we have to put an end to factory farming and all of this centralization local sustainable agriculture of all kinds is the future and most of that future is built upon the practices of the past hey do you see the cat behind me hey we need to go back to decentralized natural practices because that's the only thing that'll save us. All of these human interventions, they can help us in a limited way. They, they usually just cover up a bigger problem as that problem continues to get worse. Just like diabetes, pumping yourself with insulin to make up for the carbs that you don't have to eat anyway and shouldn't be eating because those carbs are killing you. But they say, just take some insulin and that'll cover it up. But all that does is uh, make you store more fat and worsens your diabetes altogether. And that's the top treatment for diabetes in the medical field. So that's gotta tell you something. Whereas the real solution for, I'm talking about type two diabetes here, but uh, type, <laughs> the surreal solution for type two diabetes is to stop eating carbs. And yet that is not the recommendation. They just try to prescribe you something that makes somebody money follow the money so we have to get away from all that plus the healthcare industry accounts for i think more than 10 percent of all greenhouse gas emissions so if we can stop with all these drugs that are poisoning people and stop manufacturing so many pharmaceutical interventions that we shouldn't even need because we should be living a healthier lifestyle if we can just get rid of all that we're going to have much cleaner air, much cleaner water. Oh my goodness. Don't even get me started on pharmaceuticals that get into the water. So, I mean, look, we just have to go back to natural practices and stop thinking that humans are so smart that we can solve all the problems that nature knows how to manage herself. Why am I saying herself? Herself and himself. Itself, uh, themselves. <laughs> Uh, nature has all of the wisdom, all of the power, all any everything needed to sustain all of us and more. We live in a world of abundance that has been 
veiled in false scarcity. It's, it's all fake, folks. There's enough room for you and me. All these Malthusian ideas of population reduction, population control, it's not necessary. The people who want you to believe that are the ones who want you out of the picture. So you can feel clever, you can feel edgy, saying that uh, people just need to be reduced, but uh, they want you gone too. All of these drastic human interventions create problems, and we add more on top of that, that create yet more problems, and we never seem to learn. I'm using the term we loosely here, but I was right along with most of humanity in being extremely blue-pilled, as many of us like to say, as a Matrix reference, we believed in all the BS for so long. I was part of all of those people. All, some of you may still believe in what you hear on the news, which is mostly propaganda. Even if there's truth to a lot of what they say, it is spun in a way to influence the way you feel about it. But it's so heavily done, you don't know it until you step away from it and I highly recommend you do. I also recommend you step away from the centralized food system and do your best to get your food, whatever you eat, whether it's meat or vegetables or fruit, just get it from the most natural source you can. If you can grow it yourself, that's best. If you can hunt it yourself, that's best. Gather, hunt, gather, all that stuff. Doing it yourself is the ideal. Otherwise, get to know a farmer or uh, order from a farmer, if possible. Crowd cow. You can get $25 in free meat on your first order if you use my link. And um, also, I'll get $25 in free meat if you do that, so thanks if you do. But it's places like that. Crowd cow. Um, eat wild. Uh, dif different places that allow us to connect more directly with ranchers and farmers. And, of course, getting out of the cities and closer to the land, to the farmers. I feel like farming is going to be, especially independent farming and ranching, is going to be practically outlawed within 10 years if certain people get their way. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen because we're going to push back, aren't we? That's right. I'm sorry, but I'm volunteering all of us. We're all going to push back here because we, we are, I need you and you need me. We need each other right now. And we all have to push back together because that's the only way we get over this. All right. <laughs> um, I just had to rant a bit about this because I am concerned. Again, it could just be a blip. We might not even see any big increase in meat prices or food prices overall, but uh, things like that are probably still coming and we have to just keep an eye on it and make sure that we are securing our independent sources of food away from all this centralized, uh, frankly, fascistic. It's not using a term lightly to say that this is fascistic. It's fascism. It's the merging of big government and big corporations. That is the economic basis of fascism. Everyone likes to talk about the racist side of it. That wasn't, that's not even really the, Mussolini, the first big fascist, he was all about the economics and the state, not about race so much. That came with Hitler. And that was National Socialism. The Nazi, Nazi is short for National Socialist. And um, socialism is kind of what's happening now. There's no rugged independence. Americans were known for rugged independence and we're at risk of losing that 
in a major way, but there are just too many of us. I mean, it's the foundation, the philosophical foundation of our nation. So they can't get rid of us that quickly. Us uh, stubborn, uh, independent, uh, liberty-minded people across the globe. So get your hands on some locally sourced, ethically raised and harvested meat. And just take care of yourself because things are getting a little crazy, but we'll get through it as long as we stay focused and, again, take care of ourselves. Because if we don't, who's going to do it? Nobody. These corporations are waiting for us to be sick, for us to be hurt, for us to be... Uh, whatever they can do to have us in a vulnerable position so that they can make more money off of us. It's just, it's insulting. So... I'm done with it and I'm gonna yeah, have to stop getting my uh, factory farmed meats that I've been getting here and there. They kill you with convenience, or at least they try. And I don't wanna be killed, so that's why I plan on leaving the city as soon as possible. But while I'm here, I'm gonna continue to order my meat through Crowd Cow or wherever I can find the most local, ethical, sustainable meat possible, because enough of this BS, you know, we have to be on point now and show the Klaus Schwabs of the world that it's not us, we're not the problem, they are the problem, them, their factories, their gigantic systems that drain our resources, uh, from our <laughs> human resources to the Earth's resources, it's parasitic. It's, there are just a few billionaire and trillionaire parasites on this planet that are really, really causing problems now that I don't know how we take care of them except to resist and do our thing. Keep being natural humans because if we keep doing that, their whole thing crumbles because there are enough of us that we really are the ones in charge. That's why we have to be so heavily propagandized, so plugged into a system of brainwashing, constant brainwashing, repetition of lies and half-truths until we don't know what's true anymore and we just give in and just are desperate for any normalcy again. It's a really clever trick on their part, but don't be fooled and don't give in. Again, taking care of yourself in part has to do with unplugging from that entire BS system. So unplug from the news, I mean, you'll get the information you need one way or another. And unplug from the centralized, horrible food system that we have now. The monocropping, the mechanized slaughterhouses, all of this stuff, I just, I can't stand it and neither can the earth. So it's up to us to realize what the earth really needs and that's for us to just step back and let her and him and it and let nature do its thing so that's what i'm hoping happens is that eventually all this idiocracy settles down and we are left alone to do our thing and enjoy nature in peace again not just again but more than ever we need to integrate ourselves into nature again it is clear that humans have become so divorced from nature we can't even recognize its most basic principles when they're under our noses. But then again, most of our noses are covered these days, aren't they? All right, I'm getting snarky. That means that I need more nature. So I'm going to go riding again and 
enjoy some more time in Cunningham Park in Queens, New York. Thanks so much for joining me, and thanks to all of my supporters on Patreon, and I'll see you again soon.